Okay, it's time for a WTF segment, and that's where we are joined by a religion reporter from a news outlet, and we catch up in the world of religion and faith and cults. Oh, my. Our guest today is Jerome Sokolovsky. He is the editor-in-chief of Religion News Service. The website is religionnews.com, religionnews.com, and Jerome is uh, on the line. First of all, Jerome, can I just talk about your name just for a second? Do you mind? <laughs> I, uh, I want to talk about the comparison to TMZ first. <laughs> that, that, I've never, never heard that one before. But yeah, happy to talk about my name. Okay. Yeah. There was a there was a children's show. Was it just Canadian? Tim? Probably. Which one was it? The Friendly Giant. Yeah, I think that was just Canadian. Well, maybe people in Buffalo saw it, but other than that, yeah, probably in not. North Tonawanda, that yeah. was always on fire. Chitawaga. <laughs> um, Jerome, there was a character on a children's show. And the children's show was called The Friendly Giant, and there were two puppets. One was a rooster, and one was a giraffe. And it was Jerome the Giraffe. And every time I hear of Jerome, I don't think of the Jacksons. I think of Jerome the Giraffe. Are you tall is what I really want to know. And spotted. And spotted. Do you have spots? <laughs> Little horns in your head. <laughs> uh, I have freckles, and I am I have, I am of medium Height. Okay, um, that just got really but, weird there, didn't it? Sorry about I that. I thought you were going with Sokolovsky, <laughs> yeah. but Jerome Sokolovsky. There is a, there is a character in the, in the Tintin series called Jerome as well. Right. Uh, right. So, okay. Yeah. All right. I feel I feel like a cartoon character much of the time, so it's certainly appropriate. Um, we have some things to talk about, so let's actually talk about stuff sure. in the world of religion. And I guess first yeah. of all, how did you guys cover the Las Vegas shootings? How did you guys handle that from a religion point of view? I mean, I'm sure every time something like this goes down, there's a fair bit of, God, how could you allow this to happen? If there's a God, why would God allow this to happen? But I, I also wonder about, hold on, I actually need to say something before I let you <laughs> answer the question I'm asking you. I find myself almost, ooh, this is so disturbing to admit this, almost ho-hum about this. I'm not nearly is like if that happened to, i don't know 15 years ago i would have been way more perplexed about it but i'm so desensitized i'm so numb it's the law of diminishing returns what once used to freak me out doesn't freak me out yeah, anymore like columbine hit us bad columbine but... hit us all we all, yeah but now it's like like i've said on the air jerome by the way you're allowed to talk in just a second um i said on the air i can't believe it's taken this long for some guy to load up an automatic weapon and shoot into a crowd in your country. So, how did Religion News handle this story? Uh, yeah, well, you, you just threw out a lot there, and, and yeah, there, there's definitely an, uh, a numbness to it, and I'm, I think that's tragic uh, that, that we have become so, so accustomed to this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, we're a religion news outlet, and the question for me, of course, uh, is do we do the obvious story, which is go the Sunday after and attend worship services and do a story on that, which we did. Um, but I also talked to uh, the reporter that I sent out there to cover this and said, let's, let's look at how, how does a society that's becoming, where at least young people are becoming increasingly secular or at least increasingly not affiliated with religious institutions, how do they respond to, to something like this? And she actually pointed out that there, there were quite a few uh, memorials, uh, I think half a dozen or so, just sort of spontaneous shrines that had popped up on, on the street in, in Las Vegas. And that, that got, got my mind 
churning a little bit and going back to stories that I've covered in the in the 25 years that I've been a, a journalist. Um, and I remember that at, at a certain point, and I've, I, unfortunately, I've covered my share of tragedies as a journalist. Um, that's one of the unfortunate aspects of, of this profession. Um, and this is back before I was a religion journalist, just as a straight religion reporter in different countries. But um, after trage- tragedies in the U.S., I was in Charleston after the shootings at a church there. I wasn't in at 9-11 myself, but I, I saw reports and images of it. But I, also after Cal- Columbine, as you mentioned, after uh, Lady Di, there were these m- memorials. Mm. People started came by and put flowers and mementos and photos and cards. So she, she traced it back to um, the Vietnam War Memorial here in, uh, I'm based in Washington, D.C. And this is, I don't know if your listeners are familiar with it, but it's, it's a sure. memorial unlike most others. It's, it's just a, a kind of gash in an otherwise green park the, the, on the Washington Mall. And people felt the need, uh, Vietnam families of Vietnam vets and, Viet- and victims of the Vietnam War felt the need to come by and leave uh, objects behind there. And, th- and that's been happening more and more after all these tragedies. And she looked into it, and, it, and it's interesting that on the one hand, these draw on religious traditions. So uh, when I was in Madrid covering the train bombings there, people brought the red glass votive candles that you find in mm. Catholic churches yeah. there. In Tel Aviv, after the, the, the assassination of Yitzhak Rabin, uh, people didn't bring flowers because that's not a Jewish funeral tradition, but people did bring metal votive candles, uh, as what, uh, you know, which is in keeping with, with uh, the Jewish tradition. So, so it's based on tradition, but it also, people bring in uh, their own elements from pop culture and different uh, kind of like syncretistic, a, a mishmash of different religions. People put down uh, little statues, little Buddhas and other deities and saints and all sorts of things. So you end up with this memorial, and the one in Vegas had balloons and cards and flowers, and people were you know, writing handwritten notes and... Um, it, it's just a fascinating way in which societies, uh, not just here in the U.S., but, but elsewhere, are, uh, find a need to express a, a kind of collective grief over, over something like that. Sure, and, and it has to be a personal expression, because that's the time we live in. We're not, these people are not putting, you know, we're, we're not all laying down crosses like Greg Zanus did with 58 crosses, you know, the retired carpenter. By the way, Greg phoned into the show last week, and... I had a nice chat with him, um, but people are laying down, you know, teddy bears and troll dolls. I don't know, whatever, right? They're just laying down their own, right. their own things, and it's a very personalized deal. It's not a religious reaction, right? right. It's, 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 yeah, it's not a religious reaction in that this is the way a religion, you know, prescribes the morning ritual. But yeah. it is religious in that. Uh, these items have a kind of religious significance for each in individual person. Uh, maybe maybe the term we'd like to use now instead of spiritual, it has a spiritual uh, significance, and it, it represents the, the, the victims. I think there's this sense of loss. Even people who didn't know the victims, some, somehow, you know, the way everything is media... Uh, mediated or mediatized in our environment, we, we suddenly feel connected to these people that are now lost, yeah. and people come as a, you know, as pilgrims in a way, and put down something that 
reminds them or represents the victims for them. And, and somehow, I don't know the psychology of it. I'm sure a psychologist would have something interesting to say about it, but somehow it represents uh, the the person or the people who are lost to us. Yeah. Uh, we're chatting with Jerome Sokolovsky. He is uh, editor-in-chief of Religion News Service. That's religionnews.com, religionnews.com. They are the TMZ of the Trinity. <laughs> oh, okay. nice. See what yeah. I did there? Drop the mic. You know, here's an issue I would have. This is where my jerkiness comes forth. If I was hanging around Las Vegas, I have I have an averse reaction to street preachers anyway. But if I thought that street preachers turned it up or showed up more after a tragedy, you know, post-tragedy preachers, I'm not sure I'd be able to stop myself from... Punching one well, of them? Well, yeah, yeah, just... In the name of Jesus. Doing whatever I can to maybe lay hands on them in a way they may not enjoy. I just find that ugly. And I want to know if Religion News Service has ever done a little thing on post-tragedy preachers. What do you think? Uh, Certainly not since I took over as editor two years ago. I think that sounds like a a fascinating story. I don't don't know that there were post-tragedy preachers in Las Vegas. There may have been. I, this isn't one of the stories we did. Yeah. Certainly when I covered Charleston for a, for a previous news outlet that I worked for, uh, there were street preachers there, uh, very much preaching to the cameras, to the yeah. TV cameras, not not to people there. Yeah. Certainly people there had their, uh, the families of the victims, I would say, pastorally, they were taken care of by, by their, the clergy of the, the churches there. So this was something that was meant certainly for the cameras. And, you know, and maybe to some people that might seem uh, a little mercenary or, or a little uh, dirty, if you will. But, I mean, this is, this is the, the world we live in. Everything is on screens. And so, you know, who, who's to say if they didn't fulfill a, a kind of purpose for not the, not the families of the victims and not the people there, but for, for the rest of us in a, in a big you know, global sense? Yeah. I'm here to say that they <laughs> they don't serve. Um, okay, well, we've run out of time here, and we could talk about this stuff uh, quite a long time, but let me just let everybody know the Balinese Hindus are awaiting the eruption of Mount Agung. Is that how you say it? Agung? I, I don't know the pronunciation. I can spell it for you. Yeah, A-G-U-N-G, which is right. apparently the home of God. So that's got to be a big deal for them. I mean, how often does his house erupt? <laughs> Uh, once every, if it does erupt this year, it'll be the first time in, in 54 years that, that it does erupt. So does that mean there'll be an influx of Hindus to that area because they want to be near it, or the or the Hindus smart enough to leave? Well, they've been they've been ordered to evacuate. I think it's uh, like 140,000 people have been evacuated, uh, but there are uh, Hindu priests there saying prayers, hoping that the prayers will, will mitigate Okay. Uh, the disaster, and I'm not a, a geologist, so I don't know the likelihood of, of an eruption. But I'm, I understand it's it's imminent. It's coming. Wow. And they believe that if they sincerely pray, the uh, eruption won't be as catastrophic or as furious as it might be if if they don't pray or if they don't pray sincerely. According to at least someone, our we actually sent a photographer there to get photos of yeah. the, the volcano and the, the Hindu ritual. There's a, you, should, you should go to our site. There's a, a fabulous photo of, from our... She, she went up to the top. I'm, ho- I'm imagining it was before it really became dangerous, yeah. but looking down into the mouth of the volcano, it's, it's kind of like 
God's view of the volcano. The only volcano I've ever, I don't know, hung out near uh, was in Nicaragua. It was just outside of Managua. And I got in trouble by the security guard. Jerome, can I tell you this story just before we say goodbye? Do you mind if I tell you a story? Please, please. I'll just sit back and listen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Nobody else listens to me unless I force them to on the show. Um, there was a rock jutting out over the volcano, and there was sulfur gas still coming up. So it was, what? what's that, like semi-active, whatever. It wasn't dormant. So it was sulfury and gassy or whatever, kind of like me sometimes. And I stood on this rock. I climbed way up and passed a sign that was written in Spanish or whatever it is. And I, and I went past and I stood out on this rock to get a picture because I love standing on outcroppings that especially hang over volcanoes. I think that's a cool shot. And then as I came back, the security guy came running, just bolting over. And I thought, ah, oh, crap, I'm so in trouble. I'm going to get kicked out of the country. I'm going to get arrested and whatever. Anyway, I didn't get in trouble. He was just afraid that I was going to jump. Because that's what people do. He, they have had so many people kill themselves by jumping off this rock. He thought I was a jumper, so I was relieved, and wow. so was he. Nice. Yeah. Oh wait, no, sorry. The rest of the story, Jerome, is I had friends go back uh, six months later, and they took a picture of that same rock. The rock wasn't there. Huh? It had fallen. Wow. Really? Into the volcano. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So you almost did jump. Yeah, sort of, sort of. Well, I'm sure that was a riveting time for you, Jerome. Thank you very much for listening to that story. Listen, these guys are they are really on their game. They are the religious news outlet, religionnews.com, religionnews.com. For all of the stories that we were chatting about and so much more, that's where you want to go to. Follow them on Twitter, all these social media things. Find out when they're posting stuff and follow them. They're the real deal. I yeah. swore I'd never say that again, but they really are. Jerome, Remember, th- we're the TMZ of religion. <laughs> I love it. I want to be in the newsroom when you guys are bantering like that, okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Jerome, thanks. Thanks, man. Really yeah. good to chat with you again. Sure. Take care. You too, Jerome. All right. Jerome Sokolovsky, he's editor-in-chief of religionnews.com.